Hello everyone, I hope this finds you in good health. Welcome to Ha'i Garrett, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Ari Ben Meir, and for a refuah shlema, a complete healing for Esther Batsipora. This week's Parsha is Vaishlach. So it continues this week with the story of Yaakov Avinu, Jacob. After spending 20 years out of Israel in Haran, or modern-day Turkey, Yaakov decides it's time to return home. He still hasn't seen his older brother Esau, or Esau, since he uh, stole Esau's birthright so many years ago. So Yaakov sends Malachim, messengers, angels, ahead of him. They tell him that Esau is coming toward him as well with 400 men. Yaakov freaks out, rightfully so, and does three things in this order. The first thing is he prepares his camp for war. The second is he prays to God. And the third is he sends a huge gift to Esau. This is what I will call a work-pray-work sandwich. First, Yaakov separates his people into two camps so that if one should be captured, the other can go free. He then prays to God, saying, Deliver me, Hatzilenina. And finally, he sends a grand gift of goats, camels, cows, and donkeys to Esav. So I'm going to define two terms for us. Okay, the first one is Hishtadlis, or Hishtadlut, meaning human effort. The second is bitachon, meaning trust, security, or faith in God. So while I just called it a work-pray-work sandwich, we can also call it an effort-trust-effort sandwich. Effort, hishtadlis, bitachon, trust, hishtadlis, effort. Yaakov puts his hishtadlis in his effort by separating his camps. Then he prays, exhibiting bitachon, trusting in God to do what is meant to be done. And then he does some more hishtadlis with the gifts that he sends to Esav. Of course, some say that prayer is hishtadlis, that prayer is effort. But for the sake of this comparison, we won't go there. Though in Pirkei Avot, we actually learn that the world stands on three things. Torah, avoda, which translates literally to work or service, but is understood to mean prayer. And gimilun chasadim. Al shloshah devarim, on three things. Ha'olam made the world stands. Al ha-Torah, on the Torah. Al ha-Avoda, on prayer. V'al gimilun chasadim. So take that for what you will. But the main point is... We can believe in the effectiveness of prayer. At the same time, we believe in the effectiveness of human effort. You need both, and Yaakov teaches us this here. On the way to meet Esav, Yaakov and his family cross a river. After they all cross, Yaakov goes back to retrieve some items they left on the other side, and therefore ends up spending the night across the river alone. We are then told that Yaakov wrestled with a man, an ish, until dawn. Though Yaakov wins this struggle, he still ends up injured by the ish. Yaakov doesn't let the Ish go, though, without giving him a blessing. The Ish renames Yaakov Yisrael because he struggled with God, ki sarita im elokim, and prevailed. Sar, iti, el, okim, Yisrael, it. Rashi, Rabbi Shlomo Yitzchaki, comments that this name change represents a change in Yaakov as well. Yaakov can be connected etymologically to a few words, some meaning follower, deceiver, trickery, etc., all names that imply secrets, lack of openness, etc. While previously Yaakov got his blessings through deceit, now he will receive them through openness, as Yisrael. This name reflects facing struggles head-on, being noble and worthy. Yaakov, or Yisrael, then asks the Ish for his name, to which the Ish responds in a number of different translations, why do you want to know my name, or you shouldn't ask this question. Rashi comments that the angel, or Ish, being unwilling to answer the question, refers to the fact that angels themselves have no fixed name, or Shem Kavua. Their names change according to the service they are commanded. 
So maybe the angel is referring to the specific naming of angels, but Yaakov's name just changed too. Humans are like this to an extent. When people convert, they take on new Hebrew names. When someone is ill, they're often given an extra, more powerful name to aid their healing. When we get married, our names change. And when people grow in their observance, they often change their English name to something in Hebrew. I feel like changing your name to something meaningful is a really beautiful combination of Hishtadlis and Bitachon. If you were to be, God forbid, sick, and you were advised to add a Hebrew name to your own, you're still the one actively changing your name but you're doing it to feel closer to God. So this is Hishtadlis, changing your name, plus Bitachon, trusting in God, therefore putting your fate in God's metaphorical hands. Do you know what your name means? I am obsessed with names and the symbolism behind them. Personally, I have been picking out names for my currently non-existent children my whole life. <laughs> um, you may know this, but my name, Shira, means singing. I studied music in college, and music and singing are a few of the things I love the most in the world. So I really, really do think names are magic. If you don't know what your name means, do look into it. Find out what the Hebrew base is. For a lot of English names, uh, Hebrews is the base for those as well. So it's not just, just Hebrew names, but names are magic. After they finally reunite, Yaakov and Esau have a beautiful reunion. When Yaakov uh, shows his whole family to Esau, Esau asks, why did, you, why did you bring your whole crew? And Yaakov says, it's because he wants to find favor in Esau's eyes. And Esau says, I have plenty. Yesh li rav, keep what you have. Yaakov then says, I'm also good. I also have plenty. Yesh li kol. Okay, so notice the translation. Both of the men are saying they have plenty, don't give me a gift. But the Hebrew is different. Esau says, yesh li rav using the word rav, meaning lots, while Yaakov says yeshli kol, using the word kol, meaning everything. While Esav says that he has a lot, Yaakov says that he has everything. This means he could have a lot, he could have a little, but whatever the amount is, it becomes enough. Because he recognizes that everything he has, God has given to him for one specific reason. When Esav says he has lots, we see that a lot will never be everything to him. To Esau, it will never feel like enough. No matter how many possessions have piled up, to those who do not practice gratitude, it will never seem like enough. It's a tough thing to practice, but reflect. Do the things that you have feel like everything? Do they feel like enough? doesn't mean you shouldn't have goals or dreams beyond what you have, but it, it means we have to recognize what we do have and express gratitude. So the three things we learned this week. The first is... Putting in effort doesn't mean you don't have faith, and praying doesn't mean you don't put in effort. Two, your name is magical. Find out what it means if you don't know. And three, do you feel like you have everything? Kol or lots? Rav. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please do rate, review, or subscribe, and I hope you have a great weekend.